Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Hey, I'm Sarah. When people asked me and my husband Matthew about our birth plans, our answer was simple. We're doing it at home. So this is a podcast all about our home birth journey. Hey everyone, and welcome to the podcast. I'm Sarah Bivens, hanging out with you here, and next to me, in bed, actually, is my darling husband, Matthew Bivens. He is a sweet potato fry master and uh, soon-to-be <laughs> handstand expert. Ooh. So uh, that's him. What's, what's up with you? How are you? Darling. I like that. <laughs> I'm awesome. We've had a great day today. We have had a great day. We had fun. And so I'm excited to be in bed with you, recording, doing it at home. Yes. And uh, yeah, man, life is cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think uh, we had fun today because we went to the spot where we got engaged, which was this awesome little park in a creek in, uh, in downtown Atlanta, and we took photos. We yes, took, we did. We took uh, pregnancy baby photos. Yes. Uh, or what would you call them? Maternity photos? We took maternity photos. See how well-versed we are. Pregnant, pregnant, lady, <laughs> pregnant lady big belly photos. Yes, those. That's what we did. It was fun. Yes. It was a lot of fun. We had our, our buddy Jerome, who's a fantastic photographer, and... It was cool, man, and and we'll uh, share some of those pictures. Yeah, 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 we'll put some photos online, and you'll probably see them on on your Instagram account as well, mm-hmm. on Sarah's Instagram account, and um, yeah, it was a great kickoff to the day, and watched a little bit of World Cup soccer, and uh, now we're hanging out, creating some some magic on the podcast. So. Yes, and what we're talking about today gets me really excited. It's uh, reactions from people, friends, family, complete strangers, when you share the news with them that you are going to do a home birth. Yes. So there's a lot we could go into with this, but we, for the sake of, of time and general energy consumption, we, we um, narrowed it down to a few things that we wanted to share as far as our experiences, some of the, our greatest takeaways from the reactions that we've experienced and uh yeah it's been quite a quite a journey yeah it is fascinating how people choose to react when you tell them you're doing a home birth mm-hmm. i mean we've gotten everything all over the spectrum um from family members all over the spectrum from strangers all over the place and you never know how someone's gonna going to react or respond and it has never ceased to amaze us yes and yes. so, uh, yeah, I mean, pushback, you know, some people, some people have their own fears and beliefs about it. So they, they're, you know, they ask really interesting questions and 
it's it's probably similar to when you're making any sort of major life decision that can go against the grain Mm -hmm. but um there is a whole world of uh, a lack of understanding you know might i even say ignorance when it comes to home birth sure that you come up against when you share the news that you're doing a home birth but you know it's funny i i found as time went on that as you'd mentioned like any major life decision but for this one in particular it really gives you the opportunity to check in with yourself and affirm or reevaluate for yourself why you're making this decision. Oh, yeah, totally. And then in time, you know, you kind of shift from a place of feeling like you need to defend it to more so it it just creates this acceptance within yourself for the decision you're making and you can come at it from a, a less judgmental place as you know when you're talking to these people and it really just solidifies for you the decision that you're making so really once you're done feeling however you want to feel about what people have to say you can be really grateful for them at the other end of that because they're really giving you this opportunity to you know reaffirm it for yourself yeah and that's something that's going to be super important as you go into uh your home birth journey, I'm, I'm speaking to you, the listener, um, to be just incredibly certain and, and really back your decision and be confident in the decision that you make um, for a number of reasons, but particularly relevant to this topic when you do tell people. And when you tell people, it doesn't you don't have to make an announcement. You know what I mean? Like you don't have to go on Facebook and, and make a post like, hey, we're doing a home birth. But when people discover you're pregnant, they ask questions like, well, what hospital are you going to sure. give birth at? It's kind of a very normal yeah. question that comes up. Especially in a city like Atlanta where you have tons of different hospitals. We get that question all the time. And what are some other ones that people ask that set us up to then share that we're doing a home birth? Yeah, a lot of them are like, where are you delivering? Who's your doctor? Who, yeah. What's, what's, when's your next sonogram? You know, we've only had one sonogram typically. I mean, there's some women who don't have any. If they're going through a home birth process, they, they never end up with a sonogram. Yeah. If they don't need one. So, you know, questions like that or, or tests, like test results and things or, or labs and, and all, all the, yeah. those things, those questions come up. And so they, um, so people will give you opportunities to then share and it's you know it's interesting because they give you an opportunity to be authentic right and transparent because you you could just say oh yeah the hospital near my house or mm-hmm. whatever but you could say a lot of things to just deflect or placate them or not even get get approach the the home birth subject because it you, you might feel sensitive about it or you may think they're they're touchy about it so they give you these opportunities to like sarah said just reaffirm your decision and say oh no we're we're actually doing a home birth and then boom that's where the that's where you get to see the things happen in their brain you know you look them in the eye as they're they're processing Processing. what you said and and like i said earlier some folks have truly amazed me some people who i thought were gonna respond with fear or with judgment or with shock were incredibly loving and curious and oh my god that's so awesome and then other people who we thought would be like wow that's amazing would say things like why Mm. or are you crazy and you know all sorts of stuff and so Mm -hmm. that is um it is so worthy of of its own episode yeah talking about people's reactions and the pushback that they that they display 
Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. So do you want to share some specific examples? Do you have some cooked up in your head that you could share? Oh, I, I know we, I have a couple. Yeah, I mean, we, you know, we, we were talking about this earlier. So we've got, we each got a few. Mm-hmm. My, my examples are more on the neutral and empowering side. Mm-hmm. Yours are more on the neutral and disempowering right. side. So do you want to do <laughs> disempowering first or empowering? Let's go disempowering and we'll... Okay, let's we'll take it down, then we'll bring pro. it up. Yes. All right, so give... I know you have a, a couple, so give uh, give your example for the disempowering. Sure. Let's set it up for us. So I'll I'll share uh, the two biggest ones were probably... Ooh, your mom. My mom. First. My mom, and kind of tied in with that is one of my sisters. So they were both kind of on the same uh, page as far as response and reaction was So concerned. what happened with, with your mom? I shared with her our intention to move into home birth to that transition I called her up one day I was on my way to the gym to train some clients and I just felt that that was the right time we had already made the decision so I waited probably like a week or so just to figure out how I wanted to approach the topic now did you feel like you were expecting a judgmental or fear-based response from your mom I was I was expecting that just because it was such a deviation you know going against the grain as, as you which mentioned is, before which is what you do in the family from anyone in my yes i'm very much the i'm the odd bird in my family with a lot of the decisions that i make and the, the, bold the life choices bull yeah so um i shared what we were doing and so that's i want you to get specific because somebody out here is someone listening is about to tell their mom or their uh-huh. dad and they're they're facing the fear like okay. you did. So cool. you were you were driving in the car on your way to train some clients, mm-hmm. and you said, "Okay, this is the time to do it." Yeah. And so you called your mom up, mm-hmm. and she picked up the phone. Mm-hmm. And what did you say? I said, paraphrasing, but I said, "I want to let you know uh, we've done some thinking, we've done some soul searching and talking, and we've decided that the best decision for us is to do a home birth." So we shifted from the OB that I've been seeing and we got with a group of midwives who came very highly recommended for some, from some friends of ours. And that's what we're going to be doing. We're going to be doing a home birth. And then... There was a long what? pause. A pregnant pause, if you will. <laughs> How long? One, two, three. Okay. <laughs> that kind of... Okay. I love my mom. That's a very... Very typical response from my mom. I love you, mom. Okay. And then what? Uh, I remember what she said. I did. Oh, well, there was a lot of things, but I don't remember the next thing exactly. But then it kind of went down this road of like, 
all right, I just, I don't understand. Um, this is just such a big deal. Like you need to think about more than yourself in this scenario. Um, if you were a home birth, you would have died is, is a thing that like that comes up often because I was born with the umbilical cord around my neck. And And for your mom, that meant sure death. If, if there wasn't a trained doctor in the room, an official cord unwrapper who went to school just for that yeah and the reason why i say that with sarcasm is because we've watched videos of home birth where the baby comes out with a cord around its neck yes. and what do they do they unwrapped it in in just, two just seconds it. they just take their finger and they just pull the cord off the neck mm-hmm. and if need be sometimes it's cut you know near the edge but we didn't see we've that never, we just saw it unwrapped. we've never seen i mean now the midwife our midwives you know, when we get them on, we'll, we should talk to them about that. Mm-hmm. But um, we've never seen any of the videos that we've watched. The cord have to be cut when it was around the baby's neck. It's it's just like, you know, taking off a necklace. Mm-hmm. They just took it right off and the baby was yeah. fine. So that to me was very interesting that your mom said that. You know, she said you wouldn't be here if we had a home birth. Right. Because you had the cord. I was right. like, damn. Okay. So a lot of a lot of things around the the fears of the what ifs and the what could happen and um, which I get right because especially if it's something you don't have much context for or you don't know anyone who's ever done it or yeah there's just all these question marks and and cloudy visions of what it could be or is like so just a, a lot of emphasis on anything could happen and then what's going to happen if any one of those. If Murphy's happen, if Murphy's happen. law takes place. Right, exactly. So it was a lot of a lot of talk around that and then there was a, a kind of point in the conversation where it's basically I don't support it. You know, like I, I just can't Did she support say that outright? Yeah, she said I can't support a decision like this that's Oof. so you know, this is really dangerous stuff that, you know, we're talking about. So it ended with a understanding of each other and where we were at, I believe, but not necessarily agreement. Agreement and understanding, as I have learned, are very very different different things. So your mom understood the decision, meaning she knew that we were going to do it. Right. But she didn't agree with it for all the reasons why she stated. Right. And I understood where she was coming from. Like like we just said, it, it gives you that opportunity to reaffirm for yourself, but also gives you the opportunity to understand where other people are coming from and practice non judgment for their paradigms and their context from which they're entering the situation it it allows you to practice compassion for that uh and understand that not everyone is going to agree or support the decision and that's okay and that can just be your opportunity to rep understanding people for where they're at and loving them all the same so that's great and that would be awesome if everybody did that if right Meaning like, you know, when somebody such as your mom tells you, I don't support your decision, you would have died, X, Y, Z, yada, yada, yada. It would be awesome for everyone to be able to take that and say, okay, I hear you, mom. I love you and I'm not going to judge you. But that's incredibly difficult. Now, sure. with you, what how, what did you feel when she said, I don't support you? I can't support something so dangerous. How were you feeling in that moment? I wasn't all that surprised. So as far as emotionally how I was feeling, a little a little bit like, mm, okay. You know, a, a little, I guess, defeated is a, is a tiny uh, piece of it. Because, of course, you know, as a woman, 
as a daughter, you want the support of your mother, especially in a in yeah. a process like this, an experience like this. Uh, but I knew she would still love me. So I, I didn't feel necessarily like a shunned or, or any lack of love. It was just like a, oh, yeah. okay, well, we didn't win this one, but mm. you know, maybe maybe someone else or something like that. Uh, yeah, and like it's, you know, I can only imagine um, being in her shoes sure. and hearing that news because, you know, we live in Atlanta and your mom lives in South Florida. So she's a 10 hour car trip away or, a you know, two hour plane ride. And you are the baby girl. You're the youngest. Right. Um, youngest of three girls. You know, you're, what's the age difference between you and middle? 13 years. 13 years. So like the baby in right. everyone's eyes, the baby. And your mom wasn't going to be at the birth. I don't know if she expected to be at the hospital birth, but um, she's not going to be there. So she's probably picturing you off in a strange place with strange people. Um, doing something incredibly dangerous and she can't be there to protect you. Mm-hmm. And I, I can only imagine how I would respond given her context and her level of understanding when presented with that news. So, you know, I, I personally try my best to have empathy and, you know, empathically listen and understand. Um, however, it's, it's, it's still fascinating to me. Mm-hmm. And it's still just, you never know what people are going to say. You know, mm-hmm. like you said, even... Your parents, but in your case, you were expecting that type of uh, of uh, response from your mom, right? So you you kind of had a a, a bit of mental and emotional preparation. Mm-hmm. And then the other piece of that, so this is weeks later, maybe even a couple months later, I went I went to visit my family in South Florida, mm-hmm. and they threw a little shower for me. So that included my mom, my two sisters, and uh, three close family friends you know of my mom and of the family so it was very intimate it was very you know casual shower yeah but as we're all sitting down to kind of gather and then commence the the being together uh my mom kind of stands up in front of everyone and announces so sarah's throwing us a curveball everyone she's doing a home birth Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> and so a couple women, obviously my sisters knew, but I, I guess by reactions, the other women that were there didn't know. Yeah. And it was almost as if that, you know, opened up the gates like for this almost interrogation type setting in the middle of my shower, shower. quote unquote. And it just, uh, it was it was one family friend in particular, but, you know, others kind of chimed in and. There were a lot, a lot of questions. And that's great. That's cool. You know, I, I used it as an opportunity to answer and to, to educate to an extent. But they were also very, uh, what's the word that I want? Like pointed questions, very, mm-hmm. um, very skewed kind of questions. You could tell they were coming from places of like sarcasm and, and just not really understanding or agreeing with the decision. Give us some examples of the questions. Uh... Something I mentioned that we knew people who had done a home birth to which I was met with. Well, do you know anyone who's ever given birth in a hospital? Huh? <laughs> You're like, oh, great. Thanks. for Nope. That. Can't think of one. What else? <laughs> Can't think of anyone. Um, what happens if. That's a, and that right there. Yeah. Uh, is, and then insert anything. You're going to get so many of those. Yeah. You know, you. You're going to get so many of those questions from people who you talk to, from things that you read online. Mm-hmm. Like I've, you know, at this point, we're nine months in. I've read so many articles 
about uh, home birth, particularly or, or, or uh, really just out of curiosity, I skim to the comments and I spend most of my time reading the comments. And that's what you hear, the what happens if, what if, well, what about blank? Mm-hmm. So anyway. That was probably 99% of what happens it, if what? Insert anything. Um, What happens if you... um you tap out like you don't you don't like want you, don't you want the, the energy drugs and the yeah pain. what happens if this um what happens if you hemorrhage what happens if the baby's breached what happened you know are these certified people like you know like where yeah. do they get their certification and are they you know legitimate where are you going to go if you do need to be transported who are you going to be transported to which are all those they're very know, legitimate questions yeah they're it's, legit questions it's just it's interesting when people ask you questions as if you haven't thought about, uh, you know, like asking someone, are these are these certified people? That's the biggest thing I it's think like, is the is the questions or the comments that are released with the undertone or the the um, subtitle of you're being irresponsible, like you're making yeah. an irresponsible choice. That's what I see is kind of underneath a lot of the the questions that that come from a very judgmental place is that you are doing something selfish and not well thought out and it's it's not safe for you or the baby and it's something that you're you're endangering your child for the sake of what well i think that a lot of and i can speak to this myself the story that i picked up the coding that i picked up from somewhere about home birth was that it wasn't safe and it wasn't responsible right and it wasn't safe because it's not in a hospital and that makes it irresponsible because you're, you're, you're doing something outside of the setting that's supposed to be in. It would be like doing a surgery at home. Do you know what I mean? Like if someone told me that they gave themselves an appendicide, uh, appendectomy, <laughs> right? Like, or, or yeah, you know, my stomach was hurting. So my husband got out the knife from the kitchen and, you know, he just made a little incision and he took out. I would be like, the fuck are you? You're ridiculous. You're crazy. That's so dangerous and so irresponsible. And I think that's it. It's it's the the belief that so many people have because of a lack of understanding. Because normal, you know, most people aren't researching home birth. Mm-hmm. You don't think about it. Mm-hmm. So you you enter this space without knowing you're about to be into the space of someone just told you they're doing a home birth. Mm-hmm. And so what comes up instantly is that belief that you carry about home birth right that it's unsafe and irresponsible yeah and and so it's it's no wonder that the questions that they get that you receive and the reaction that people give you hat is laced with that sure because that's the that's the predominant belief and uh so that was a really colorful baby shower yes huh and do you have any other examples those are the biggest ones that i wanted to to share as far as their their impact and unless there's something you're thinking of that I am um, not recalling right now because of hashtag baby brain. No, um, I'll share my examples. Mine are, are a little different. Uh, with my parents, my my father's a doctor, my mother's a nurse. And so I had this belief that they were gonna, uh, going to uh, prefer and advise the medical route. I totally believe that my mom and dad would, you know, would be against home birth, especially my mom, because she knows our OB or she knew she knows the OB that we were going to. Right. Um, they were very friendly with each other. They work in the same hospital. They pass each other in the hallways and, you know, give high fives and stuff. So 
and my mom came to I think the second visit uh, where he was there and so she liked him and she approved and all this great stuff so when I told my mom we were doing a home birth I was preparing for what you experienced um, what I got was the total opposite and it was an incredibly pleasant pleasant surprise she said she said it was great and she was so excited and she asked if she could be there mm. and I couldn't have been happier with with her response and you know, it's, it's always great when you walk into a situation um, ready for some sort of battle or, you know, you, ha- you have your armor on and then you realize that you don't have uh, an adversary and you get to put it all down. You feel that tension kind of come down yeah. and you feel your blood pressure get back to normal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, the dry mouth goes away. So that was my mom. And then my dad, I was, again, I was preparing for something similar because he's a doctor and he's a surgeon and you know, he, he, shoot, he may have even delivered babies, you know, working in, in some of the emergency rooms and things that he was in. Um, but again, he was super excited, you know, and uh, I didn't give him enough credit because, you know, he's a very conscious man. Um, he's a guy that, that is in alignment with a lot of the things that you and I are, you know, universal principles and, and energy and all that great stuff. And, uh, and so he was all for it and he was happy about it. And, um, it was beautiful. Mm. It was. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad... To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad... To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. So the other example I wanted to share was uh, was a buddy of mine who, I guess I wasn't surprised by his reaction, but his when I told him, yeah, we're doing a home birth, he just sort of looked at me with a puzzled look on his face and just said, why? And, you know, that was an interesting question, like, why? Why are you doing a home birth? Um, it was laced with judgment and, and, and all of that, but you know, he was asking a question to try to understand. And so I give him credit for that. Like he asked me why. And so I explained why, you know, the reasons behind it. And, um, after that it was like, okay, you do what you want. Cool. And you know, maybe it's a guy thing. Uh, but I appreciated that the, um, conversation ended there, Mm. you know, because I didn't have the, the scrutiny that you did. I didn't have people close to me question my decision-making like you did. Um, my sisters were, 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 were cool with it. They were excited about it. Again, you know, they wanted to be there. Um, so I, I don't... It's funny because, you know, we, 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 you and I believe that everything happens for a reason and you are only presented with things that you're able to handle, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that it was there's a, a reason why you were the one who had presented with those reactions, mm-hmm. you know, because you have such a, a beautiful, graceful, loving way of receiving feedback like that. 
I mean, I told you this when you when you shared that they you know you experienced that interrogation quote unquote during the baby shower. I I just I pictured myself in that space, being like, <laughs> you remember half baked? <laughs> fuck you, fuck you, <laughs> fuck you. You're cool. Fuck you. I'm out. <laughs> I totally like. I think I just would have been like, all right, y'all can kiss my ass. I'm out of here. Because, you know, who would want to sit through that? Like, who would have the patience that you did? And who would have the compassion and the understanding and and just be so Jedi with it to seek to understand them and answer questions? I I hope that, that when I'm presented with an opportunity to do that, I can channel you in that instance. Thank you. I receive that. I, I just looked at it as a, as a great opportunity, you know, to, to practice all of those things that you were just talking about and feel more uh, confident and peaceful with the decision that we were making. The yeah. fact that I could sit in it and I didn't experience any of those, you know, heart rate increasing, sweaty palms, you know, I didn't experience any of that. And uh, when you were talking about the responses that you've received, it's interesting. There's uh, the not as empowering the people who are kind of going to be against it the people who are going to be for and then people who are kind of neutral i guess yeah but then there's also this interesting little island over here this pocket of people who have no idea how to respond (laughs) so they just kind of say whatever comes to their mind or whatever they like oh my gosh like they they have have nothing to say really and their their kind of go-to or revert to is to like quell potentially any fears we might have as like if console they, you as if they feel this need to make you feel that it's going to be okay like what this decision you have consciously made they oh but you know you'll be you'll be fine and yeah and, this, and like oh my gosh you know with the pain and everything but oh but you can handle it you're strong it's so funny you know when you feel like you don't have anything to say you just will insert it with this filler kind of bullshit yeah um or you can be like my 15 year old nephew who i love (laughs) love 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 uh when he was told we were doing a home birth he just kind of paused and sat there and said can matthew like can he do that (laughs) but it doesn't surprise Uh, me that in the scope of a 15 year old boy's life yeah home birth knowledge is not up there with the things that he is concerning himself with however it is interesting though you know he's a very smart kid to be t- probably one of the first times he'd ever heard about home birth and his his initial just natural thought about it was that it was going to be you and me like in our tub yeah and hoping for the best <laughs> yeah yeah i mean uh it's funny he, you know he, he wondered whether i was going to be birthing which yes. i might catch that's yes, the plan. I'm all for that with trained, supportive people around. <laughs> yeah, yeah, with people who've done thousands of births near yes. us. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it's fascinating, and you know, telling people is a bold move. Yes, um, it's something that absolutely takes courage. It takes your conviction, you know, because it's something that there is a a, a fair chance that it will be met with adversity, with judgment, with fear. Um, with criticism and all of that so whenever you do something like that it is it, it, it's bold and it's different for every family you know what I mean like somebody sharing that they're gonna marry a certain type a certain person could be met with a similar amount of of um, pushback or, or someone sharing their sexuality or whatever so mm-hmm. you know if you've experienced that in your life then 
you're you're prepared right. to tell people that you've had a home birth and or you're choosing home birth yeah. and if you've never experienced that type of thing well it's going to be an amazing opportunity for you to practice your unconditional love and be bold oh, be yeah. bold and own it you know own the potential consequences for the decisions that you make and that could look like certain people you love dearly who love you dearly don't support your decisions yeah and you know i think that is what led to one of the greatest realizations i had through repping these conversations more so and my my prayer and hope for you all going through this experience is that after maybe less times than for us you come to the realization that there are people who love you dearly love you your partner your your future baby very much and their concerns or their judgments or the things that they have to say or don't say are really just their best way to show that they care. Yeah. Uh, it's They're doing the best that they can with the paradigm and the construct that they have. And it's going to come out the way that it comes out. And it may be this misunderstanding mixed with some probably a sprinkle of curiosity and maybe even a desire and willingness to learn. And that's where you can really step in and be that powerful example of, you know, shifting some limiting beliefs. So I don't believe there was any malice or or uh, ill will or intent behind any feedback we've received from anyone. Yeah. Uh, even when it wasn't, you know, it didn't seem like the nicest at the time. I, I truly believe people are just doing the best that they can with the current understanding they have. Me too. Me too. And, and if you're ever... Uh, presented with some, you know, a person, uh, a loved one, a friend, a family member who tells you, hey, I'm, I'm going to have a home birth. You know, I'm, I'm choosing to do a home birth and you don't know what to say. Right. Like maybe you're like what Sarah was describing, that island of people who want to say, I'm sorry or console. Just say that's awesome. Mm-hmm. That is that's so cool. That's great. Or how can I support you? Yeah. You know, if you're if you're open to putting yourself out there for that, how can I support you or what are ways that I can help you or or something and it may not even be physical things but just by you saying that whoever it is that you know you're talking to might be like just hold these intentions for us or you know just think about us as we're going through this or whatever yeah because the support group for the couple is so incredibly important so important and you know it's it's obviously important to have people around you who support you for um, your typical birth you know hospital birth but when you're doing a home birth and, you know, especially if you're going to have a team, you know, you're going to have a birthing team, that support is is paramount. So um, we're actually going to talk about that in a future episode. Yes. We're going to talk about Absolutely. our support team, why we chose the people we chose, the roles, and I'm excited about that one. Um, but I, I think to, you know, to wrap this up, what we want is we would love to hear your examples of uh, what happened when you told people you were going to have a home birth. Yes. The more colorful, the better. Yeah. Yeah. Share them because um, the more examples that people have to read and hear about, the more prepared they can be when they share the news themselves. Yes. And so what we'll do is we'll put um, your examples that we receive in the show notes after after we publish the episode and we get that feedback. We'll just keep adding them to the bottom of the show notes. Yes. Um, and maybe even share some of them in a future episode. Yeah. Yeah, so, so email us your examples. Um, the email address is diahpodcast at gmail.com. Um, again, that's diah for doing it at home, podcast at gmail.com. 
or you can tweet at us. The handle is at D-I-A-H podcast and send us your examples. Yes. Thanks so much for hanging out with us again today. I really enjoyed this conversation and would love to hear your thoughts and feedback. As Matthew said, holler at us. We, we want to hear it. Um, so that's, that's all for us today from, um, the Bivens bed doing it at home. I'm Sarah Bivens and this is Matthew Bivens with me here. Uh, thanks so much guys. We will catch you in the next episode. Peace. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai.